I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU News. Mostly clear tonight, the low 21. Monday's been election filing day in Illinois. That means candidates for next year's election lined up in Springfield at 8 a.m. to turn in petitions to get on the 2024 ballot. Among them was former Republican nominee for governor Darren Bailey, who's trying to unseat GOP Southern Illinois Congressman Mike Bost. When you consider the representation and the conservative values of the 12th congressional district, uh, he's uh, the district is too conservative uh, for the congressman. Boss District comprises the bottom 34 counties of the state, and he cites his eight years of experience in Washington. I'm chairman of a uh, of, of the VA committee in Congress, a full committee chairman, not a subcommittee. It's vitally important. It's an advantage for your district. The party primaries are March 19th. Like Boston, incumbents in Illinois' congressional delegation are facing challenges from within their own parties. Dave McKinney has more. The official opening of campaign season 2024 began this week when candidates could start filing their nominating petitions with the state. Three-term congressmen Jesus Chuy Garcia and 15th Ward Alderman Raymond Lopez both filed as Democrats in the 4th Congressional District. In the 7th Congressional District, 14-term Congressman Danny Davis and City Treasurer Melissa Conyers Irvin both filed petitions for the March 19th Democratic primary. Incumbents Jan Schakowsky, Sean Kasten, and Bill Foster, all suburban Democrats, each drew primary challengers. This is Dave McKinney. When adjusted for inflation, Kentucky's gubernatorial race this year ranks among the most expensive in state history. Candidates in the primary and general election raised more than $44.6 million, according to campaign finance reports. Democratic Governor Andy Bashir's top funder was the Kentucky Democratic Party. Both the KNP and Bashir are now under civil investigation by state campaign finance regulators for allegedly accepting political contributions over the legal limit from London, London, Kentucky Mayor Randall Weddle. Open Secrets Money and Politics reporter Jimmy Cloutier says outsiders also shelled out major cash to both the winner Bashir and his rival Republican Attorney General Daniel Cameron. Since this will be Bashir's second consecutive term as governor, he must wait at least one election cycle before running for governor again. The SIU football team is one of 16 teams remaining in the FCS playoffs after Saturday's decisive 35-0 win over Nichols at Saluki Stadium. The Dogs will hit the road for their second-round matchup at the University of Idaho. The fourth-seeded Vandals play in the 16,000-seat Kibbe Dome. Saluki quarterback Nick Baker says hopefully his experience playing in domes against teams such as North Dakota State, South Dakota, and Northern Iowa will help. It's something to look back on. It's, I've, I've had experiences and stuff like that, but... Uh... If you want to do something special in the postseason, you have to go play somewhere that's tough and beat somebody that's good. Idaho's 8-3 this season and finished second in the Big Sky Conference. The game Saturday kicks off at 9 p.m. Central Time and will be televised nationally on ESPN2. SIU had six players named to the All-Missouri Valley Football Conference team today, including first-team safety P.J. Jules and second-team linebacker Branson Combs. Honorable mention team members were defensive tackle Cam Bowdry, cornerback Mark Davis Jr., wide receiver Vincent Davis III, and cornerback D.J. Johnson. To add insult to injury after losing to SIU in the opening round playoff game Saturday in Carbondale, the Nichols football team was stranded at Veterans Airport of Southern Illinois in Marion for about 24 hours. WGNO-TV in New Orleans reported Nichols' group of 140 people arrived at Veterans Airport around 6.15 p.m. Saturday for an 8 p.m. flight. Athletic Director Jonathan Terrell reported the flight was canceled because the scheduled pilot 
had to undergo a 12-hour drug test after the plane he was piloting went off the runway while making a turn. Then the NCAA scheduled a 1.30 a.m. flight, which was subsequently canceled without the team's knowledge due to weather concerns. The article reports the team couldn't find a hotel nearby to accommodate that large of a group on short notice, so it spent the night in the airport. Airport staff ordered pizzas and brought them water, but once that ran out, the SIU Athletics Department brought snacks over earlier in the morning. The Colonels arrived back home at 9.30 last night. I'm Brad Palmer reporting.